Welcome to the H&H Hour podcast. We're so excited you've joined us today. This is going to be a great episode. My name is Heidi Bolt, and I'm here with my sister and my co-host, Heather Taves. Hi, Heather. Hello. You ready for this podcast marathon day? I am ready. Bring it on. Bring it on. How was school today? School was good. Yep. Yep. We're knee deep in sixth grade math. So I'm, I actually feel like I'm rocking sixth grade math. I love it. I hated sixth grade math when I was in school. Yeah. Many, many, many tears. Yeah. And I feel like the second time around, I'm like, this is awesome. So sixth grade math as a 40 year old is so doable. It's really fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I probably can't do seventh grade math, but. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can. uh, Online math. Here we come. Oh my goodness. So. Well, good. How about you? I'm great. We had a really full week last week, and so I feel like I'm sort of on recover mode. Mm-hmm. I'm full on tired. But shout out to my mom as she hooked us up with sweet tea mm-hmm. for the day. Yep. She knew we had a crazy long day, and so she's like, I dropped off the kids, and she handed me these two big cups, tumblers of sweet tea, and said, this is to fuel your podcasting. She's literally the best mom there has ever been. For sure. Yeah. She should give lessons on being a the best mom. You know what? She should. She should. People should be lining up at her door asking advice. Mm-hmm. Um, people have asked her advice mm-hmm. and I think sometimes they're not willing to implement the hard. Mm. I think they think the payoff comes without the discipline. Like that it's a secret magic button. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Fairy dust. <laughs> it's called biblical discipline. <laughs> preach. That'll preach. That's a whole nother podcast. All right, listeners. Thanks for joining in. Sometimes Heather and I chat. Those are called chats. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we invite a guest on the show because we really believe, Heather, what is the point of our show? Tell us what's the point. You know, it's just that ordinary is extraordinary. Yep. And I love this so much. Christine Kane actually said this um, last weekend. We were at a conference with her and she said, there are only ordinary people. Mm-hmm. And you and I were like shouting her down, high-fiving <laughs> yeah. each other from across the room. There are only, God only made ordinary people because he is our extraordinary God. Yeah. And through ordinary people, he does extraordinary things. Yep. And we were like, that's our podcast. Yep. But that's the beauty of this show is we highlight the ordinary people and the ordinary things in our lives. Yeah. And when we view it through the lens of the Lord, of God, we see this extraordinary masterpiece that he has allowed us to live. Yeah, it's really beautiful. So the days we invite guests are so fun because we get to give these otherwise maybe ordinary guests mm-hmm. a platform for their story. Yes. And today's is going to be unlike anyone we've ever talked to because this is a story that's unique to her. Right. Okay. And, so introduce her. Okay. So we would like to welcome to our show, Vicki Eubank. Hi, Vicki. Hi. Welcome to the H&H Hour. Thank you for having me. We're so happy to have you today. Um, so when I opened the door, we've known each other, what, for 15 plus years? Yeah. At okay. Least. At least. So we know each other from central Illinois. Mm-hmm. And then you were relocated and you mm-hmm. live in the South now. Yes. And you sound like a Southerner girl. <laughs> You opened the door, and I thought you were, like, pulling my leg with yeah, your accent. Yeah. Do you think that you do? I d- well, I don't, but everybody else hears it. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's just, you know, I've been in the South for nine years. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so it, listeners, it off. <laughs> as you're listening, you let us know. Did you think Vicki sounded like she's from the Midwest or the South? You let us know. Or maybe both. Maybe A both. little bit of both. A little bit of both. So. <laughs> well, it was 52 years of the Midwest. So there should be more Midwest. There should in you. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something about the South though that just I feel like it just gets in you. Yeah. 
that Southern and I'm, Well, I'm embracing it. I would too. <laughs> yes. I would too. Yeah. Okay, Vicki, let's jump in. Um, our listeners don't know you. And so would you just fill our listeners in a little bit? Tell us about who you are. Tell us about your spouse, your kiddos, your grandbabies, your hobbies, your job, all that makes you Vicki. Okay. Well, as you know, I'm Vicki Eubank. I live um, in the South Atlanta metro area now. Been there two years. I was in um, San Antonio, Texas before that, and obviously before that in central Illinois. Bradford, actually. I'm originally from Bradford. That's right. Illinois, yes. I have um, one of the most amazing husbands on the planet. He is incredible. We met when we were 18 and 19. Wow. So, yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? I didn't realize that. Yes, 18 and 19. I was the 19. And um, you cradle robber. Yes, I know. I love it. <laughs> I know. I know. So we've been married. It'll be 40 years this year. Congratulations. So, yeah, he's awesome. And then I have three of the most amazing men as sons. Nick is 38, Noah's 36, and Seth is 27. All professional, amazing men. So proud to be their mama. So, so. you're a boy mom. I am. Yeah. Did I you know am. that's a, a title now? I do. Yeah. I know. Was it a title? I, I need title? a t-shirt. I know. I need the t-shirt. Yeah. Was it a title when your boys were little? No. Yeah. They'd all say, oh, didn't you want girls? And I'd say, um, every time. <laughs> but <laughs> but God wanted me to have boys. And then I actually had the opportunity to have girls in my house. <clears throat> and God was right. I needed to have boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what you're saying, Vicky. Girl mama. (laughs) (laughs) It is a different ballgame. Oh, my. It's a lot different. But I do have two beautiful daughters in love Mm -hmm. that are incredible. So you get the girls eventually. You do. You know. Yes. And then two granddaughters and four grandsons. Wow. I know. Okay, so you have a full life. You have a full life. It's blessed. Yes. Oh, incredibly. So one thing that we ask our guests right now Mm -hmm. is what is the most fun that you've had recently? You know, I enjoy people. So it isn't an event. Mm-hmm. It isn't doing something. It, it's who I get to be with. So anytime I can be with um, the people that I love, they don't have to be blood. They can be just, they can be friends. Yes. That's where my excitement comes mm-hmm. from. Especially if it's in a worship setting, you know, or a church setting, and you get to unite with people of like mind and just full out, you know, enter into the presence of God, that's what I find exciting. That's that's my fun. Oh, I you, love that. you are yeah. just yeah. just like us. That's exactly yeah. what we would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With our people, mm-hmm. worshiping the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Talking about Jesus. Yeah. I mean there's nothing like it. There isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I would way yeah. rather get together with my girlfriends and talk about the Bible yeah. or talk about what the Lord's doing in our lives than talk about fashion or oh, anything yeah. else. Paint color in my walls. Oh, yeah. or every oh, yeah. every time. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, because he's always doing something, yes. you know, I mean, just to hear what God did for you today, because yes. he's always doing something, yes. it's amazing. I mean, how could you not want to do it? I don't know. It's better than any movie so or right. TV show, I'll tell you that. Don't you think we need to start asking each other those questions, too? Like, yes. what did, what has God done for you today? What did God do for you this mm-hmm. week? Yes, ma'am, I do. Mm-hmm. So do you have girlfriends that you get to do that with? That if you ask them that question, would they look at you like you were a little bit crazy or would they oh. lean in and respond yeah. and participate? Lean in. Okay. Yeah. The the thing is, most of them are in Illinois. Okay. You know, because I mean, I have friends here that we've been friends for 35 or 40 years. Yeah. So they're not, they're friends, but they're more than that, you yeah. know? You know, we grew up in the Lord together. So, yeah. And I have them in Georgia and I have them in Texas, but mm-hmm. it just seems like those 
really deep-rooted friendships are here. You know, I just heard someone say that in order to call someone or to have a relationship with someone that you would consider like a best friend or a really good friend, you have to spend a minimum of 200 hours with them face-to-face. Wow. Wow. That's good. And that was, he was saying, friendships take time. Mm -hmm. And if you're desiring a friendship, you have to be willing to put the time and the effort into Mm -hmm. that person before it goes from acquaintance to friend to good friend to best friend. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I agree. And I heard this, a best friend is someone that brings the best out in you. That's Mm -hmm. really good. That's so good. So how do you stay connected with your friends that are a thousand miles apart from you or eight, whatever it is, whatever Atlanta to Peoria is, 800 miles. I don't know. Um, 12 hours. 12 I, hours. I like to go by the hours okay. unless you fly. And okay. Two hours. Um, telephone, you know, we're on the phone, we're okay. texting social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't like that, but I love it to stay <laughs> connected. I mean, I wouldn't see my grandbabies up here or anything if I was for social media. Yeah. 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 You know? yeah. So, yeah. So we connect. I've got one girlfriend up here. We've been friends for about 40 years mm-hmm. and, um, we have coffee together almost every morning. I love that. Yeah. Over the yeah. phone? Over the phone. FaceTime mm-hmm. or just phone? Or just on the phone. On she the phone. likes to get up about um, 5. Okay. And would would be 6 o'clock for me. And okay. there's nobody else that we know up at that hour. So <laughs> so you call and you both have a cup of yeah. coffee and you yeah. chat. We'll text, hey, it's now good. Yep. Then the phone rang. That is so sweet. It's so wonderful. I that's love such that. a gift. So I feel like that's what you yeah. and I will do when we don't have little babies kiddos at home anymore for sure because my house is going to be built right over there (laughs) that's prophetic yeah Yeah, right right now (laughs) right there we used to live two minutes apart and then i moved um you know situation beyond me and Mm -hmm. i'm 13 whole minutes away from her now it's terrible (laughs) horrible We're still waiting for it to be fixed. That's so sweet. We are. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about your grown sons a little bit. You were a boy mama. What were some things you loved about raising your boys? Everything. Literally everything. I mean, I've heard so many ladies say, oh, I just loved it when they were babies. I just loved it when they were teenagers. I just loved it when they were toddlers. There's no phase of their life that I did not enjoy. Yeah. everything I didn't I loved everything about it and then the two older ones are like nine and 11 years older than Seth so then I got to do it all over again but I got to see those high school boys and I think Seth was maybe in second or third grade when Nick went to Bradley yeah so I got to have them at all different levels wow it was amazing okay I, I really love every stage did you during it would you have said that mm-hmm. you would have okay mm-hmm. Because I think it's easy yeah. to look back and, and yeah. be like, it was awesome. I loved it. But, mm-hmm. you know, those young mamas right now that are in in the thick of it, mm-hmm. you know, did you say it in the thick of it? I love this. I, I did. I, I, I'm, it's just funny that way. I'm the oldest of six. So mm-hmm. I always had that nurturing mama thing going. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when I got to do it and they were really mine. Yeah. I loved it. I just yeah. loved it. And my mom lived on the West Coast, you know, so I didn't have anybody here. Jeff's mom worked full time. So it was just me. It wasn't wow. like mom comes over and helps take care of them. I just did it. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. I really loved it. That yeah. answer doesn't surprise me though, Vicki, because yeah. as we were, I was thinking about podcasting you, I thought yeah. of your positive attitude. Really? Because yeah. we used to work in ministry together and we were mm-hmm. both in administration. And mm-hmm. I remember you could make anything positive. 
Aww, Absolutely anything. You. Folding the bulletin. You made thank a positive. You, <laughs> you know, d- dealing, sending someone a clean toilet. You made a positive. And I just remember that about you thinking... Vicky always has a positive attitude about everything. Mm. And it's not that you didn't walk through hard stuff. Like we had to watch you walk through some really hard stuff with your youngest son, with his health. And I will always remember mm. the way you handled that with mm. so much grace mm. and laughter and joy. So it's I am a, not surprised it's that you It's a choice. Loved it. yeah. you know, it's a choice. Mm. Yeah. And uh, everybody goes through things. Everybody, there will be trials and tribulation, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but we can... Choose to focus on the negative, which is exactly what the enemy wants, because he comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. That's right. Or we can focus on the positive. That's right. And um, I have three beautiful sons. All have been, you know, diagnosed with deadly diseases. Every wow. single one of them. All wow. three of them. All three of them. Mm-hmm. I did not know Almost that. Almost. Well, Seth, you know, lost all of his large intestine and rectum. And, right, Noah was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, which is bone cancer. And every part of his body, but his cranium and his spine lit up on a PET scan. He was well one week before Seth got the food poisoning. And then Seth had gone through all of his stuff, and Nick has had three heart uh, procedures done. So Nick has heart issues. And then, Jeff. Really? So all of your men have been attacked physically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And here you are, full of joy, bubbling. It's a choice. It is a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. yeah. Was there ever a time when you struggled to, to choose that joy? Oh, yeah. How oh, did yeah. you How did you choose it? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you have a good cry. Yeah. And after that, you're like, okay, got that out now. Yeah. Now, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and we're going to look for the positive in it. Yeah. Yeah. And all the three of the boys are great. I mean, Noah's healed 100%. Seth's doing wonderful. He's an educator in San Antonio, and Nick's wonderful. Wow. Wonderful. He's not running marathons anymore, but, you know, he's... He great. does have children, doesn't he? He has four. So that's a bit like running a marathon every day. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. And he travels to Europe twice a month working in Europe. So he's on the go. He's yeah. doing, but living a full life. So, wow. you know, God is good. God is wow. good. Talk to our listeners about adding in those daughter-in-laws <laughs> as a mama of men. What was that like? Was that... Was that just so unique for you to have other females around because you were surrounded by men. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I mean, I, I adore these women and they're perfect for Nick and Noah. It was very difficult. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult because there were two women that loved the same man and it was in a different way and I had to back off. Yeah. And they were my life. Mm -hmm. You know, you girls are mamas, you know, and it's like, um, and it's a, with boys, I think, it's a constant letting go. Mm-hmm. When they're tiny, they love their mama, they want their mama, and then they get to be about five or six, and mom's great for cooking and stuff, but I want to be a dad because yeah. I want to grow up and be just like dad. Yeah. So there's a letting go there, and as they, just as they grow up, it's a letting go, letting go. And when it gets to the wedding vows, it's just like, you know, when they hand you that rose and kiss you on the cheek, it's like, oh, it's almost like when the dad walks the, the daughter down the aisle, except yeah. for we, it's just different, yeah. you know. It has nothing to do with the women. Yeah. Absolutely nothing to do with the women. It's yeah. the whole mama heartstring thing. Yeah. 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 So it was difficult. I mean, Aubrey's an amazing wife and mother. Amazing. I mean, they're crazy nuts in love with each other. And mm-hmm. so is Ash. Wonderful for Noah. Seth has been dating a woman for about six years. Wow. So I don't know where that's going to 
athlete. But yeah, so it's just a, a mama thing. It's just about, oh, I hope they take good care of him. You know, because can they really take as good a care of them as I did? I mean, you don't say that out loud normally, but yeah. you're just thinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful now. And, you know, the fringe benefits, all those babies. All those babies. All those Do you live babies. in the same city with any of them? No, well, Nick and Aubrey are about four miles from, no, not four miles. Eh, probably ten miles from me. About okay. ten miles from me. And they okay. have three uh, biological, and then we adopted Bella and me about a year and a half ago. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you've got some that are local. Yes. I yes. love that you that we're talking about this, Heidi, because I think that, well, one, I know that it will be difficult when it's my boy. Oh, heck yeah. You know, having to mm-hmm. turn him over to another woman. I can, I can just imagine mm-hmm. how hard that will be. Yeah. But I think that so many moms in that stage could use encouragement in that. Mm-hmm. Like, acknowledge that it's hard. Acknowledge that it's a, it feels like a ripping apart, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But it will You're be right. okay. Yeah. And there's joy on the other side of it. And there's mm-hmm. beauty on the other side of it. And there mm-hmm. are those fringe benefits, you know. Mm-hmm. And so to sort of embrace that um that str- that brokenness really because isn't that what it kind of feels like it does embrace mm-hmm. that brokenness and knowing that something else will be rebuilt yeah even though something feels like it's been broken you're right mm-hmm. absolutely i mean because it's an exciting time as well it's bittersweet you know you want to celebrate the marriage and the wedding and the planning and all that stuff and at the same time your little hearts kind of little pieces are chipping off of it Kind of hurts. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure every mama can relate. Every mama that's married someone off. I'm, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm positive of it. Yeah. Yeah. God's so gracious yeah. to us, though, to give us little moments to prepare us for that. Because with my 12-year-old, my husband also travels a lot for work. And when they're, when he's gone, the kids take turns sleeping with me in our mm-hmm. bed. Well, my 12-year-old informed me last week that he was done. Yes. <laughs> that he likes his own bed. Mm-hmm. And that he would kiss me goodnight and then go to his own yes. bed. Yeah. And and I was like, it was that you don't realize you've had a last until it's passed. Yeah. And yeah. I had the last night of him wanting to snuggle yeah. in our bed. You know, yeah. and I get it. He's 12. He's mm-hmm. becoming a young man. Mm-hmm. It's totally good and appropriate and fine. Yeah. But I was like, oh, okay, there's that, there's that letting go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, really, it's our goal. It you is. know, for them to grow up and, and yeah. you know, not be dependent on us and but when it happens, ooh, that's hard. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell us about your husband. Okay. You've been married how many years? It'll be 40 years in 40 July. 40 years. And he is an amazing man, absolutely amazing in every way still. Yeah. Um, we, I tell people, at, at 35 years of marriage, I still got goosebumps when he'd walk in the door. I wow. never, We never got past the honeymoon. We didn't. And yeah. so many people would say, oh, there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. And I disagree. Mm-hmm. There are perfect marriages for you. Oh, I love Your that. Your marriage may look different than somebody else's, but it's perfect for you. I love that, Vicky. And mine, ours was perfect for mm-hmm. us. I say was. We are still married. Yes. Um, but um, Jeff got sick about five or six years ago yeah. with... Um, he was diagnosed two years ago with behavioral variant frontal temporal degeneration, which is dementia, a form of dementia, mm-hmm. um, which attacks the uh, personality first and emotions. So mm-hmm. the first things to go are um, emotions. Mm-hmm. So when you're crazy nuts in love with each other, as we were, and all of a sudden he wants nothing to do with you, wow. you know, that stopped lots of things. It, it, it's, a, it's a terrible, terrible disease. 
Anyway, so he was diagnosed two years ago, and then a year ago, a little over a year ago, he went to live in a nursing home, and now he's in a memory care-assisted living. But he, in his way, he still shows me that he loves me. I mean, he's so sweet. He doesn't talk very much, but it was just a couple of weeks ago. He, he walks a lot, and he walked down the hall, and he'd come back to me, and he wouldn't say anything, and he walked down the hall, and he'd come back, and about the third time back, he stood in front of me, and he said, you're amazing, and you're special. <laughs> you know, heart leaps out of your chest. It's just so, he's still just amazing. He's just amazing, and sometimes he gets to go over on the, I say on the other side, because he's in a secured unit um so they let him go over to the where the offices are because he was a facility manager for cats so he knows offices and he likes to go into offices so they they had the radio playing the the receptionist did and she said it was old songs and a roy orbison song came on and it was pretty woman and he stopped what he was doing and he said that's my wife oh and they said it is he said that's my wife and he sang that whole song he used to do that Oh, he used to sing that to sing me. Sing it to you. Vicky. To me. Isn't that amazing? Because is you know what? The real Jeff, his spirit's the same. That's right. His spirit man will never change. Right. With illness, it attacks your soul realm, mm-hmm. you know, your mind, your will, and your emotion, and your flesh. Mm-hmm. Those things change, mm-hmm. but the spirit man never changes. Mm-hmm. And that's, Amen. he loves me with his whole being, and that comes forth. Mm. Isn't that the sweetest thing? Wow. I mean, he's just. He's just amazing. I mean, he's gone, but the guy that's left here, this little guy that's left here, he's just as sweet as he can be. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, yeah. How often do you see him? At least three times a week. Used to be every day. Yeah. And um, I had to. I have to work. Yeah. So um, it's about three times a week. But he's with hospice, so they're there, you know, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he has this little guy. It's a companion, and the guy's really named Buddy. And so Buddy comes to visit him once a week, and then we have people from church that just love him that That's they go so visit. Sweet. So he gets lots of visitors, yeah. you know. But he's about he's about probably four or five years old. Wow! In his personality, wow. so um, so he's sweet. He's just sweet, but he's a little boy. What did that look like when you first started getting sick? How did you? What were some of the symptoms? Well, the personality change, you know, withdrawing. Um, they they lose they don't have the ability to reason make good decisions and he would do things that were completely totally out of his character mm-hmm. like road rage things mm-hmm. you know or he would um went out and bought a fifty thousand dollar Camaro now that is out of Jeff's mm-hmm. character yeah, he right. wouldn't do that yeah. he would he would um research every vehicle and come back with something rather conservative sure. <laughs> Yeah. Came up with something not so conservative, yeah. <laughs> and then he got road rage with it, you know, and just crazy stuff. And Jeff is like the most easygoing man. I have never, ever, ever he to is. this day That's met anyone remember. that didn't love him. Yeah, I mean, I received letters and emails and texts from people that I don't know that knew him, mm-hmm. that with a testimony of just their conversations and just how wonderful he is and how sweet he is and how helpful and what a wonderful teacher he was and what a wonderful coach he was. So when he starts doing things like that, you know, and starts pulling away, well, you know, after a while, you know, you're just like, oh my goodness, is he having an affair or something? I mean, because, you know, the natural thing. And then when you say something like, so I said that to him and he just kind of looked at me like, why would you say that? Because he doesn't know he's sick. He He still doesn't. And the neurologist said he'll never know he's sick. Wow. Mm -mm. Because he can't reason. Sure. And he can't make a decision. So he can't 
understand that he's sick. He doesn't even know why he's where he's at. Mm -hmm. So was it kind of a slow progression or Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like this sudden onset? It was, yeah, over about, probably about three years, Mm -hmm. constant, strange, strange behavior. So Um, when did you finally go, hmm, I think we might need help? What did that look like? It was about a year and a half into it. There was just something wrong. And um, our doctor in San Antonio, they were also our best friends. I wouldn't recommend that Mm -hmm. because they kept, um, Dr. Bob kept um, saying, he's under a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. It's just stress. It's probably Mm -hmm. just stress. Or, oh, you know, maybe he's going through a midlife crisis. Or maybe he's depressed. You know, Mm -hmm. so Jeff, are you depressed? Jeff said, I'm not depressed. So they didn't diagnose anything, and it just, the disease progressively got worse and worse and worse. So when we moved to Georgia, which was a blessing, I mean, Jeff left Caterpillar. Um, He taught lean manufacturing. You can't teach if you can't. You can't teach. So anyway, so he he was finished at CAT in, in 2015 and wanted to move to Georgia. So we moved to Georgia, and actually it was such a blessing because I knew we'd have to get a new doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, so I asked Jeff's permission to go with him because he took cholesterol medicine. And he said yes. And then I asked his permission to share with the doctor just some things that I'd noticed. And Jeff said, yes, I could do that. And it was the best thing that ever happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said I was very respectful of him, very gentle, but I like kept eye contact with the doctor so he knew how serious it was. And I was just like, talking, suggesting things gently. Right. Yeah. And uh, before we left, we had an appointment for it with a neurologist. Wow. But even after we went to the neurologist, she didn't know what was wrong with him either. Mm. She thought maybe he was depressed. And uh, it took me pushing in a lot, mm. yeah. really hard to say, I want a second opinion. I yeah. want something else. So he was sent to a neuropsychologist, two of them, uh, went through a series of about six hours of testing. Wow. And it's, um, yeah, so I came back with, BVFTD, which is a rare. I mean, it's no wonder really that the other doctors didn't pick up on it because it's just rare. Mm. Um, and they said that Jeff's is probably caused from a head injury. Really? And he was an athlete for years. Mm-hmm. So you're hearing a lot about the concussions yes. and those kind of things. It's very similar. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it hits usually um, the age of mid-40s to mid-50s. Mm-hmm. Lots of times at the peak of their career, which was Jeff, true with Jeff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, it could be younger. There, there are, I'm on websites, uh, support groups with families that have, you know, babies at home, two, four, six-year-olds, and dads dying. Wow. Is it more common in men or equally as common in women? It's equal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had never met anyone, even in the facility that Jeff's at, they've never had anyone there with FTD. Really? None of the nurses have ever treated anyone with FTD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I prayed, and I'm just like, God, just send me somebody that knows something about this, yeah. somebody that can relate to this. Because even in my caregiver support groups, nobody there has FTD. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A gentleman in our church, his wife, and he's a doctor, and I went up to him, and I said, oh, my gosh, I introduced myself. And I just said, I understand your wife has FTD. And he said, she did. Mm-hmm. She died two years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. And he looked at me, and he said, Vicki, I wish I could tell you something was encouraging, but I can't. 
which you know in itself was encouraging. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. Not false hope. Yeah. Don't tell me a bunch of things that isn't, you yeah. know, true. Yeah. Not that I don't have hope. I do. And I'm believing for a miracle. Amen. Ugh. And the miracle could be on this side of heaven and it could be on the other side of heaven. That's right. Because a miracle is something only God can do, right? right? And we can't get to heaven without him. That's right. <laughs> so there will be a death to this. There will be an end to this disease. Yes. Here or there. Yes. Right. And it's taken me a little bit, but I, I've accepted that. Mm. Wow. I really have because I look at Jeff and I go... There's nothing. He has no regrets. There's nothing that he wanted to do that he didn't do. You know, he's just, he hasn't. Mm -hmm. And if he closed his eyes and opened them in the next second and he was standing before Jesus, oh my word, he would be the happiest man. Yeah. Wow. He would. Yeah. And his, his, like I was saying before, his spirit's the same. Like he was, this just happened about a month ago. He was in a medically uh, induced sleep Mm -hmm. as they give him medication. So he stays in bed at night. And I had two friends from church that wanted to go and pray over him and anoint him with oil. So they did, and Jeff was out. They started praying. Jeff sat up in bed, slid off the bed, got on his knees, and stayed there and prayed the whole time they were praying. Never said a word. Oh, my goodness. His spirit, man, is the same. That's right. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. right. I love that verse Mm -hmm. in Ecclesiastes that said God has put eternity in our hearts. Yes. You know, and that that is what he has. Yes. Yes. He has eternity in his heart here, and he has eternity Yes. To spend with Jesus. Yes. When his life here on earth is done. That's right. That's right. And you know, as Christians, we all talk about that, about going to heaven and how wonderful it's going to be, but it's so funny. None of us want to go there. Yeah. Mm. You know, isn't that funny? Yeah. And that's really, we're just, we're on the forefront of heaven all the time. Like we're right there because that is our eternity. That's right. So I I know people look at me like, oh, you want your husband to die? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm believing for a miracle. And however that comes, however that comes, Mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm really good. I mean, I'm personally, it's going to be a mess, but I care more about Jeff than I do about me. And he's going to be good. Mm, And then I'm going to be good. Mm. Wow. Well, don't you think that when Mm. we, when we change our perspective about eternity Mm. to look at that as the reward, to look at that as the end goal, man, it just makes whatever we have here on earth doable. I know. Whatever, whatever we're faced with. Cause like you said, Mm -hmm. we all have trials. We all have tribulations. Mm -hmm. You know, you might have the perfect life or you might have a life where you feel like it's just constant trial and tribulation, but we can do it because Mm -hmm. we have heaven. Yes, yeah. right. And we have Jesus right here walking through. Yes. Walking through every bit of it. It's not like he didn't get sucker punched. He knew this was coming and he's right here with us mm, going, right. come on, you can do this. You mm. can do this. I've even got this little sign on my counter at home and it says, do what you think you can't do. Wow. And I do that every day, girls. Wow. Every day. I just bought a house. Last week Saw I closed that. on a house. Congratulations. I did it. I, it was a miracle. And um, I've never bought a house by myself before. Wow. But I did. I've done lots of things that I didn't know that I could do, and I could do it. So tell yeah. us how. Yeah. Tell us practically mm-hmm. what did it look like for you to say, okay, Vicki, put on your big girl pants. You have to do this. Mm-hmm. You have to now accept this diagnosis. You have to support yourself. You have to buy a house by yourself. Like Practically, what does that look like, like grinding it out? Hmm. Good question. You know, it started back with... When Jeff went, uh, he was diagnosed on Valentine's Day of um, 2017. And on 2018, Valentine's Day, he went to the nursing home. And that day at the nursing home was the worst day of my entire life, bar none. 
I remember these uh, nurses, and they were very cold-hearted, and they just said, um, we want you to go home. Don't come back for two weeks. Go home and live your life. Wow. Really? How do you do that? Wow. When you've spent every day of your life since you were 19 years old with the person that you love more than anyone else on the planet, and you just go home and, and live your life. Mm -hmm. So I really struggled with that because I'm like, I don't know how. I did just you do don't that? know how. I just don't know how. Did you go? Did you stay away for two weeks? Uh, I had to. You had to. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't let me see him. Wow. So um, there were a lot of tears, you yeah. know, a lot, of, a lot of crying, a lot of tears. But then I realized I'm not alone. I have not been forsaken. Mm -hmm. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. Mm -hmm. Jeff is, and I will do everything in my power to take care of him. Mm -hmm. But I do have to take care of Vicki. Yeah. So it's been... Um, a tough walk. Yeah. It really has. But I've done it. Mm -hmm. And every time I do, I surprise myself. <laughs> yes. You know? Because yeah. who God made me to be really is coming forth. Mm -hmm. Before, I I like I to stay under the Jeff shadow. He was my knight in shining armor. He was my, you know, he was my everything. So I let him do it. Yeah. And now, I mean, not that he didn't do everything, but he was always there. Yeah. I could face anything as long as we did it together. Mm -hmm. And I told him that from the beginning of when we first started dating. Mm -hmm. I don't care where we live, what we do. I can do anything as long as we do it together. Wow. And then when you get to the point where you're all by yourself, you're all by yourself, you can do it. You wow. can do it with Christ. You wow. really can. And, and it's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. So I think some, some ladies, some women that maybe are married to a husband who isn't sick need to hear that. Mm. Yeah. Need to hear that they need to walk in their identity in Christ as who they are, yeah. not who they are under the covering and shadow of their husband. Yes. Because yeah. marriage is a beautiful thing and to become one, but it's still mm -hmm. two. Yeah. It's still one person. Mm -hmm. And I, I know, I know women who hide beneath the success or the personality mm -hmm. or the gifting of their husband mm -hmm. and don't choose to walk out the gifting and the call and the personality that God has given them. Mm -hmm. And they're dying on the vine. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff gave me full liberty. I mean, actually, you know, he, he did, but he was my encourager, always encouraging me. You can do this. You can do this. And I was doing that for him. So really it was under his protection. It was his coaching yeah. that, that helped me to go forward. Yeah, and I don't have that now, but because I had that, I can do this. Because he gave you that then. Yeah. He mm -hmm. gave, yeah, he helped to build my confidence and to wow. do what I do what I'm doing. Wow. You know, all it's like crazy. And this house thing, I mean, I already own a house. But every not every time. I'm gonna say ninety percent of the time I'd go to this little town called Peachtree City. And I just love that town. I live in Fairburn, but I go to Peachtree City. So I just started not long, scripture prayers, just to go, God, I want to live in Peachtree City, and I want a golf cart. Because it's a golf community, and they have over 100 <laughs> miles of golf carts. I mean, you have special parking at Walmart if for golf carts. Wow. Everywhere there's golf carts. So I'd say, God, I want to go to, I want to live in Peachtree City, and I want a golf cart. Well, I was doing that, and last winter, he showed me this canvas painting of this horse, and it was a horse that was running, and the mane was flying back. It was beautiful. And he reminded me of a dream that he gave me in the year 2000, and it was that horse. Mm. And he told me then it was me. Mm. But there was no rider or anything. It was just this horse by herself. Mm. And then I saw that painting, literally the same painting, and wow. he said to buy it, and I did. Mm. Took it home and put it on my wall in my living room, and I would look at it every morning, and it's like God's taking me somewhere. I don't know where he's taking me, 
but I know he's taking me, and I knew it was going to be fast. Wow. A couple weeks later, a friend of mine's daughter had these numbers made, and they were, they're metal, and they're, they're welded together, and it said 30269, which is a zip code for Peachtree City. Wow. <laughs> Lord said, buy that. I'm like, that's going to be really weird hanging on my wall, and I live in Fairburn. <laughs> you know? But he does those things. I'm like, well, okay, I'll do it. So I went and bought one, and I put it underneath that horse's picture. Two weeks, two weeks later, I made an offer on a house in Peachtree City, and I wasn't even looking for a house in Peachtree City. <laughs> God was. And it happened quickly. Cause, and then I'm just like, I don't even know if I can buy a house, because we paid cash for, we've been... Jeff and I like to live debt-free, yeah. and um, so we've paid cash for our homes, But um, so I'm just like, I don't even know if I can get a mortgage, and I was at the realtor's office 10 minutes, and the lender's like, how much do you need? Wow. That's a miracle, girls. Wow. That's yes. a miracle. The whole thing, everything's a miracle, and guess what? I got a golf cart. <laughs> My realtor gave me her golf cart. What? And the golf cart's name's Black Beauty. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you have to have a special license for a golf You cart? do. Oh. You do. But it lasts 10 years. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. So anyway, all I have to you say, I mean, just God just green. turns, he always turns around what's bad, what the enemy meant for bad, he turns it into good. Yes. And I am, and my number, my house number, 1208. 12 is governmental, zero is nothing added, and eight's new beginning. Hello. <laughs> what in the world does he have in store for me? It's all going to be good. It's wow. all going to be good. And it's good oh. for Jeff. My prayer for him has been that he's safe, well cared for, yeah. respected, and um, happy. Yes. And he is. Yes. Well, and you know, as you were talking about Jeff, the thing that hit me, you said he's, Eric says, if he's four or five, right? Yeah, he's about four or five. Mm-hmm. So he has the faith of a child. Yes. That is so precious. And I've got mm-hmm. a four-year-old, mm. and he walks around my house, and he has been singing. We've been praying over him recently, because he's kind of mm-hmm. had this stubbornness, and wanting to cover his ears when we pray and just this little uniqueness to him. And the last few days he's been singing at the top of his lungs. I am a child of God. Awesome! And I just was thinking that with Jeff, just like that yeah. faith of a four or five year old, how yeah. precious it is. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's so sweet. I don't know. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, what is it? Something about the strange adventures of Benjamin Button oh. or something. Yeah. He's born an old man yes. and he dies a baby. It's that. Just keeps going backwards. Yeah. So how have your boys dealt with all of this? Because that has to be hard, seeing your dad, this man that you've looked up to and wanted to become like, who's been there for you, I'm sure, coached their teams and all of that. Every one of them. So, every every sport. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. for football. What's yeah. that been like? Yeah. He was there, um, and still is in some ways, you know, their, their hero guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all very unique gentlemen. Um, so they're all experiencing grief the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, dementia is a slow death. Yeah. So every week or every day, sometimes you're 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 saying goodbye goodbye to something because yes. it's the same way. When they stop doing something, they never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> because their brain isn't gonna isn't re it's dying. Right. Yeah. Um, so they're all different. Um, Nick lives closest to us although he travels a lot so he doesn't really get to see his dad a lot um i think he was angry Mm -hmm. that was but grief has lots of stages so he was very angry at first um 
until about a year ago at this time. Nick works for uh, Chick-fil-A Corporate, which is a Christian company, and they go on a, a mandatory um, trip every year, and they're, they had Mercy Me was their private dinner mm-hmm. band thing, and they, they sang um, I Can Only Imagine, mm. and Nick lost it. Mm. And then uh, he's saying, what if, you know, like, you know, what if you don't move the mountains and only that you can move? Mm. And he's like, he was a sobbing mess. There yeah. were 8,000 people, and he couldn't keep it together, but that was the first time he ever broke, mm. yeah. and, uh, and he needed to. Yeah. So, um, so he's dealing with it better once he let that happen. Yeah. Noah is here. And um, he's got two little boys that are one and three, and he just really wanted them to know his dad. Yeah. And Noah said that he wanted to be his dad's friend now that he's an adult. He always looked forward to that. You know, you have that father-son relationship, and he said then you grow up and you get to be your dad's friend. Mm-hmm. And he's, so he's grieving that. So we're all going through process of what we're grieving at the time. Sure. sure. Seth is in San Antonio alone. Um, he really doesn't talk about it. He's he's still really closed off mm-hmm. from it because yeah. he feels like he didn't get a chance to, yeah, you know, because he got sick when Jeff got sick when Seth was probably about twenty two in college, you know, totally immersed with his life, yeah, yeah. and um, so yeah, so we're all grieving, but it all looks different, yeah, you know, yeah. Does that ever feel like a lot of pressure on you to help them grieve in different stages, and you grieve as well? Um, yeah, because I want to make it okay for them. Yeah. And I can't, you know, I can't fix it. I can't change anything. And they don't want me to. I feel like they're keeping me like this. Mm-hmm. Because I, um, and I think that that's normal, too, because mm-hmm. they know they can't fix it for me either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they keep this little distance thing, maybe mom won't ask me to do something I can't do yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they would do anything that they can do for me. Right. But they can't fix this. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So they just kind of, yeah. It's interesting mm-hmm. you mentioned that. I have a good friend who is grieving the death of her mother from a couple of years ago. Mm. And her older brother has chosen to create a lot of distance between he and his sister's since her death that's his way of coping Mm -hmm. and that's been so hard on her is to grieve her mom Mm -hmm. and now grieve the loss of her brother as a friend Mm -hmm. what what would you say to somebody who is going through a season of grief and feels like they've lost you know here you're going through this with jeff but that distance that it naturally creates between people that are still living what would Mm -hmm. you say to those people who are facing both scenarios i really believe you have to let them do it you have to let them grieve. And it can take a long time, or it might not. But you have to let them do it their way. I, Everybody's different. Everybody's different. And it's not, it's not, they're not rejecting me. Right. They're, and I try not to have an expectation. If, if I have an expectation of them and they don't meet it, then that's going to bring sadness and disappointment to me. It was my expectation. It was never their expectation to begin with. So I truly really try not to have an expectation of them. I just love them where they're at. Mm. And if they want to talk, I'm there to talk to them. If mm. they don't, we can talk about anything else. We don't have to talk about their dad. I do keep them informed. Mm-hmm. Um, different ones I tell. Mm-hmm. More or less, <laughs> yeah. just depending, I can tell yeah. what they want to hear and what they don't want to hear. Um, Noah seems to be the one that uh, can shoulder it better for whatever reason than the other two. 
little the other two bookends um <laughs> yeah so you're a great mom yes oh, you are thank you thank oh, you so how has this or has it altered your faith oh my gosh every time you know it, it makes it stronger nothing i don't think there's anything that could rock it you know when you've got three kids you know noah has almost died seth has almost died multiple times been on life support he last time he was on life support for 21 days you know yeah. it just it it makes you matter at the enemy and it makes you trust the Lord so much more That's because right. you know he's got this thing. Right. He loves him more than we do, mm. which is hard to fathom, but he <laughs> does. And he didn't cause any of this stuff. That's he right. wants it to be different. Mm-hmm. So so with Nick, Noah, Seth, and Jeff, all of them, all of them, it's just my faith is so much stronger. I feel so much closer to him. And as we talked about heaven before, you know, we're just walking through this thing, mm. you know? I mean, there's it's good, but yeah. it's not the best. Yeah. We're just walking through to get to the other side. Wow. You know, and it's training. It's it's a training ground, yeah. you know, for what, you know, for what's to come. I just, I don't know. I, my faith has never been altered. Probably have more uh, super duper hyped up faith than a lot of people. Yeah. Just because of what. Don't you feel like walking through extreme brokenness has a way of opening your eyes to the miracle of being whole Mm -hmm. and of what it means to walk in God's healing? Yeah. 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 I feel like if we could bottle up your faith and bottle up your joy, Mm. we could become very rich women. Mm. Sell it on Instagram. (laughs) It really is a choice, though. It is. It's where we keep our gaze. Mm -hmm. If you keep your gaze on God, on Jesus, and he's only good. He's a good, good daddy. He's mm-hmm. good to all. Yes. If you could keep your gaze there and not on the situations, because yeah. it, it's screaming at you. Yeah. It's screaming at you and going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there. I so, mean, I'm thankful every day I get to hold Joe's hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to walk with him, and he loved Dairy Queen blizzards, uh, Butterfinger blizzards. So we get to get those. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many good things. There's You're finding just so joy in those things. ordinary moments, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. 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 Every day. Yeah. There's something good. Well, I love that, what you say about keeping your gaze fixed on Jesus, because sometimes the situation doesn't change. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, I think sometimes we think, well, I'll, you know, I'll put my gaze back on Jesus when the situation gets better or mm-hmm. when this when this alters, yeah. then mm-hmm. my faith will be stronger, but sometimes it doesn't change. Right. In your case, it's not, I mean, you know, it gets worse. Yeah. Save for a miracle. It just gets worse. Yeah. 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 So practically, how have you kept your gaze on Jesus? What does it look like for you daily to spend time with Jesus? Day, day, I don't, I can't think of a time that I'm not talking to him, mm. walking with him. I'm serious, girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wake up in the middle of the night, there's either a song's going through my head or I've got a conversation going mm-hmm. on. I get up in the morning, it's the same thing all day long. Mm-hmm. And I work alone most of the time. I'm alone a lot. You know, I'm home at night, I'm alone, but I'm not alone. Yes. I really not. And now I find myself talking out loud to him. Mm, I love that. You know, yeah. there's never, ever, ever, ever a time that I'm not. And that has, that started a few years ago, you know, probably back when Noah first got sick and he was 16. That, that was 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, a few years ago. Years. And I I'm not going to say I don't have my moments. There's sometimes that I just get downright mad. Sure. You know, 
but I get over it pretty quick. Yeah, I think probably it helps that your accent is southern now, so your mad's probably a little bit less. Oh, I don't know. I think our mad here. It's ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's ugly crying. It's you know, and I don't know. It's screaming, and but I just get you know. I love yeah. that you said that. I get over it pretty quick. I do. I think sometimes we hold on we to do. our anger yeah. or to our hurt or to yeah. our pain just because we just want to be stubborn and just hold on to it because mm-hmm. we feel like we mm-hmm. like we deserve that or it's our right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes, like you said, you've said it a couple times, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to let it go. It's a choice to not stay angry. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to see the good yes. in that God is taking and, and using out of a situation that most people would look at and say it's only bad. Yeah, you're right. And it doesn't define who we are, the things that happen to us. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't define us. I, I was raised by alcoholic parents that were meaner than cat gut. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I had a terrible, terrible upbringing. That doesn't define who I am. Yeah. And the boys being sick doesn't define it. And Jeff being sick doesn't define it. God put gold in all of us. Mm-hmm. He put gold in all of us. And and, and it's like uh, we're being refined, mm-hmm. you know, and it's coming up. It's almost like a, a pyramid and you can only see the tip of gold. Eventually, you the whole pyramid's going to show. You know <laughs> what I mean? If you keep pushing toward Jesus. So good. Otherwise, you can just stay buried and just say, poor me, and pull the blankets yeah. up over your head. No, God's got something for us. Well, because you certainly have the recipe to be sitting in a whole bunch of bitterness. Oh, I could. You mm-hmm. certainly could with the life that you've, been called to live and then the what happens walk. the enemy won yeah he's not right. getting one more second in that's my right. life <laughs> that's right. no hands off well and what an incredible example to your sons and your daughter in loves and your grandbabies of what a godly woman looks like of how we walk with thank truly you. trusting jesus thank you. with even the heart i hope so you are I you know, know so. As the mom, you think, <laughs> oh gosh, I think they think I'm crazy. Mm. <laughs> You're awesome. You're crazy awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. What, as we wrap up here a little bit, what encouragement would you give our listeners about marriage? Oh my gosh, I just think it's the most wonderful thing that God ever created. I really do. Sex is the second best thing, but marriage <laughs> is the first best thing. I mean, yeah. I do. It's a wonder. It was his plan. It's yeah. just wonderful. So if you could... Think of how you felt, how that man made you felt feel, and how you felt when you first fell in love. Mm. Capture that in your heart and keep it there. Mm. Keep it there. Don't let it die. And you just keep going back to that little well and drawing out of it. Mm. I am so serious, girls. I cannot tell you how in love with my husband mm. that I have been. And he with, uh, he with me. Yeah. And we didn't know that it was unique. We mm. thought everybody was like that, you know, until you start seeing all these couples getting divorced and they're married, they're, mm-hmm. they're Christians. Yeah. Not that Christians are exempt from anything, but it's just like, well, mm-hmm. what, what is different about us? Mm-hmm. And it was always that I cared more about him and his feelings mm-hmm. than I ever did me, my feelings. And he did the same with me. Wow. It was all about, he was all about what can I do for you? How can I make you happy? Is it just sit on the couch and hold your hand? Do you want to go do something? And I was the same way with him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Everything that I did, everything that I have done in my life was in some way to try to bless Jeff. Mm-hmm. Not make him happy and not make him love me more because he can't. Right. You know, it was just about what can I do for him? I just love him so much. Wow. And he always did. And we did that with our boys. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, Jeff never sat down with the boys to tell him how to be a good husband, how to be a good father. They watched their father. Mm -hmm. He lived it. And now I get to see those boys, and they're doing it the same way. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
They're amazing. They, wow. are, le- they are totally amazing fathers mm-hmm. and husbands. That's the fruit of your your love it's and your so faithfulness. Awesome. It is. Because yeah. it's almost it's like watching Jeff again. Yeah. You know? Wow. I get to watch it though. You yeah. know, I'm not in wow. it. I just get to watch it. Yeah. So amazing. What a beautiful story. It's just amazing. And another thing that brings me joy, I have to say, I'm sorry, I'm probably going long, but no, it's, you're like, good. it's like heaven comes down and kisses me when I get to have my two or three of the boys together at once mm-hmm. and watch them interact mm-hmm. and I can just sit back and watch them. I don't even want to be in the conversation. I just want to watch these men interact with each other and how they move their bodies and move their hands and move their heads mm-hmm. and how they look so much alike, but they're so different. Mm-hmm. It is Oh my gosh, like sky rockets. It's so fun. It's just so fun to oh see them as men. Oh, Vicki, I have to say, if this is what 60 looks like, you're making it look real good. Oh, you're so sweet. Real Thank good. you. Okay, so your life has got a lot going on in it. Mm-hmm. So, as our last question to wrap up, mm-hmm. what do you do to refresh? You know, I don't know exactly. Mm. I don't know when I do. I think I'm going to know. Yeah. I think that um, my move to Beachtree City is going to open. Doors are really going to open for me there. I've moved into a, or I'm going to move into a 55 and over community, which didn't, that wasn't my plan. God must have something there for me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. But um, I believe that I'm just on the horizon of that because I haven't, Everything that I did before was going to beaches with my husband. All the things that I did, we did. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do those things. Yeah, I can't yet. It's gonna. I can't. Yeah. So, so it's yet. gonna be something new that yes. I'm gonna find. Wow. To refresh. That's exciting. It is exciting. I. I. Yeah. I'm not saying it to say. Yeah. I think it's a sad yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's looking forward to really it. exciting of what's ahead because that horse is still running and she's yes. going full throttle. Wow. So, yeah, the best is yet to come. And I know you've heard that, but I really believe that that's true because he only has good for us and he doesn't withhold anything good. That's mm-hmm. right. He doesn't. That's right. And if it's God good, it's good. It is oh good. My it is so good. It's good. Wow. It's thank good. you so much. Yeah, thank you for having for me. Sure. This was really fun. And just before we recorded, she said, I'm just not sure if I have much of a story. I know. <laughs> Those are always the best ones. They really are. The ones that think no. maybe there's not a story there. But thanks so, for sharing with our listeners. Are you on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. What's your, what are you on Instagram? Who are you on Instagram? Uh, Vicki Lynn. Vicki Lynn. L-I-N-N. Can What's our Tiger? listeners go follow you? Sure. Watch your life and find out. Sure. Find out what the adventure is, where it takes you. Yeah, I'm on Facebook too. We'll have to post a picture of you in your little doorless golf cart. Yes, I know. Black Beauty. I can't wait. Zooming around. (laughs) What a fun gift. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? And you know, a lady told me when I was telling her about the Black Beauty, and she said that the Lord just dropped in her heart that um, because I always find beauty in the darkness mm. in the black no matter how black the hole looks i find beauty in it and i'm like wow isn't that just like him to do that yes to yes. give me a golf cart named black beauty <laughs> so good I love he's it. just so good he is so he's good, just so so good. good. he's just showing you how much he loves you and i know it yeah i know it yeah. his love is extravagant and his provision is abundant mm. it wow. is Wow. You have been a joy to have on this show. Thank you. Incredible. Our hour has flown by. It has.
That's all mm. you know that it's a great conversation when you look up and it's been 55 minutes. I know. It's <laughs> time to go. Okay. Thanks for listening. Mm. We're so honored that you did. We know that something Vicki has said is just pierced your heart. It's been dropped into your soul. I love she talked about the gold that is mm. in all of us. Yes. And that's in you. you. You're listening and you might feel like you're right in the middle of the darkness. Mm-hmm. But buried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Start asking the Lord to reveal that that hope. You know, and God, what is this refinement for? Keeping your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. That's the answer to everything. It is. And Heather, I love that, you know, our listeners hear that from us a lot. Yes. You know, and they might start to just kind of tune it out. (laughs) But I love that a source like Vicki can come in and we didn't coach her. I mean, we haven't seen her in like a decade. Yeah. So, and she just acclimates right into the same verbiage of what God's saying. Right. And so I just believe that is for our listeners. Because it's truth. It's, it's right. It's all through that, God's word. It's yep. all all through the things that he speaks to us. Yep. Keeping your eyes on Jesus. Yep. So good. So if you need to reach out to us, we're at the H&H Hour on Instagram. You can email us at the H&H Hour at gmail.com. Send us your prayer request. We love to pray for you. We've been praying for a few of you walking through some hard stuff and just believing that God is for you. His faithfulness is yours and you are going to see the goodness of God. Yes. So we love you. We'll chat to you next time. 